Welcome, everyone, to episode 104, Celebrity Tour Part 1. So I know I've talked about this in previous episodes that I'd wanted to do an episode or two on this tour, just because it doesn't really get talked about much, probably because there is no DVD for it, so memories kind of get lost and things like that. So I feel like that's kind of why it's just a kind of blur in the collective fandom memory, but still wanted to give it its time in the sun. So, and today is the 22nd anniversary of when they first started the tour. So I figured, why not? So, yes. So we'll go ahead and get into the news. You know, we don't care about all that. Let me see you up, up against the wall. So starting with Justin. So Justin confirmed via TikTok that InSync is on Paradise by lowering his sunglasses to blink twice and then push his sunglasses back up. Thank you, Brianna, a.k.a. Lance Bass love for asking that question and getting an answer for us. So Lance was quick to do it, asking if Justin had allergies. JC commented with two winking emojis. Chris commented with two eyeball emojis. So way to keep us guessing, guys. And people were like, wait, JC used TikTok again? Wait, he knows his password? <laughs> this is a jokes. And yet also the question of, okay, but does he actually run it or does someone else do it? I I don't know. So many questions, but so exciting. And then yesterday, Justin shared snippet of the second song on his album, Fucking Up the Disco. And oh my God, I cannot wait to dance to that song on tour along with everybody else. Yes, because we know it's always better to dance in a crowd of people than just by yourself. Still dance by yourself, but it's more fun with other people. Chris is doing a Pop 2000 show in Port St. Lucie, Florida next weekend. Then they're back at it in April. And what I find interesting is looking at the dates. He's in SoCal April 6th and 7th. And the show on the 7th is only an hour away from LA. And that happens to be the weekend around Silas's birthday. So I'm not trying to start any rumors or anything. This is all just speculation. I'm curious if Nash will tag along and have a birthday play date or attend a birthday party. Maybe if it's early enough in the day, Chris will go and then be like, all right, I got to go do a show, but it was good to see you. I'm hoping that there will be kind of a repeat of last year where Lance was able to see Justin. I, I feel like because of Trolls, it's kind of started to bring everyone together because Lance was at Silas's last birthday party and I I don't feel like that had been the case beforehand. So you never know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Again, even if we don't have proof of it, I would like it to happen, whether it happens or not. So yes. Joey and AJ are expanding their tour and I got tickets to the show in San Francisco. I mainly said because they were not on Ticketmaster for my show, so there was no dynamic pricing. I actually so I got tickets on the pre-sale date and on Friday I went to go try and get tickets or at least just look and see if ticket prices had gone up for that same show. And it was only on AXS or Axis. So it was not on Ticketmaster at all for my show. So I have no idea what ticket prices are for other spots. But yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I got floor seats, general admission floor. I know there's at least one other person that got the same area. So see them there. Hopefully I will see some of you there. I know there's several people on Station Head, including some DJs that are going. So I'm excited. 
Yay. So yes, let's let's do this. Let's let's make a day of it in San Francisco. I'm I'm all for it. Yes. So they will also be on Good Morning America sometime this week. So stay tuned. We haven't heard when. We just know next week. So not sure on that. And then they also said something about like a contest or something with the couch. <laughs> They're like, there's a third member that's touring with us. And we're like, it's the couch. And curious on what that is and would love to be the one sitting on that couch. Although I did put on there, if I can't sit on the couch, I would at least like a Joey hug. Like that would be comparable. I would, I would take either. So yes. And then Joey was on Access Hollywood last week as a guest host. So that was a lot of fun. Lance, as previously mentioned, tried to throw us off with his Y'all Got Allergies video, but also gave us some cute shots of both of the twins this week, including Violet joining a girl spa day of getting makeovers. She looks so cute in her dress and with a little bit of blush and lip gloss. And then, sorry you got stung by a bee, Violet, but I'm glad you're not allergic. And in JC News, JC's song that he wrote with Liam Payne is out now, Teardrops. And it's amazing, as if there was any doubt that it would be. So you can hear JC on the chorus. And in case you can't, Clinto Darko made a video isolating the vocals and making it so that you can. The layers that exist in the song are JC's influence, I assume can tell. Yes. And it's also low-key heartbreaking to hear JC sing the words in the chorus because we just want to love him again like we did back then and still do today. So in my best Tina impression, let us love you, JC. So that's all the news I have for now. So we'll continue on with the episode. Now, before we go into our look at the celebrity tour, I did want to address something. I might get in some trouble for this. I don't know. Who knows? I'm going to try and remain as neutral and positive as possible, but we'll see how that goes, considering that the topic I want to discuss is negativity within the fandom. So there's a lot of people that are mad at Justin, let's just be honest. And are like, I love NSYNC, but I hate Justin. You, How can you say you're a fan of all five of them when you don't like one of the members? So you like four of the members. You don't like all of NSYNC because Justin's part of NSYNC. You might like the music, but that doesn't... Yeah, I... Again, this is part of why this might get me in trouble with some people. But you can't claim to like a band and then say, oh, but I hate one of the members. You're like, then you're not really a fan of the band. You're a fan of most of the band. You're a fan of their music, but can't be a fan of... That's like saying, I love Neapolitan ice cream, except I don't eat the chocolate. Yeah, like, it's just... (sighs) And then I want to kind of have a realistic moment of, because we don't know what Paradise sounds like yet, all we know from Marty is that it's nasty and is going to be an anthem, but whether it has the guys featured as, like, similar to Better Place, where you can hear JC very clearly, like, I don't know if they're going to have that back and forth of both of them singing lead, and the rest of the guys kind of filling in on the chorus, or if it's just they're all backing vocals. There is that possibility, because it's a Justin album, so... I want us to be kind of ready for that possibility. And a lot of people are like, are, are 
being negative about it already being like well of course it's just going to be backing vocals because justin doesn't want it and be like but no if he didn't want them on there he wouldn't have put them on there to begin with and the fact that they were in the recording studio again even if they recorded this at the same time as better place there was still a chunk of time that they were together recording and justin had about a hundred songs to choose from for this album this song made the cut so that should tell you something. And then maybe I'm just digging. <laughs> but after this revelation last week where people were like, wait, was this just a whole bunch of Easter eggs? Like the movie with the postcard and all of that and Better Places Paradise and the, oh my gosh, is that why they sold the pair of dice on their last merch release? If you listen to Better Place, obviously, in the chorus, it says, but baby, you can love me on the way. My thinking, if we're really going to go there, is that we'll be getting some sync stuff, but we have to wait for Justin's stuff first. Again, feels a little bit of a reach. I will admit it, but that's what this is is that kind of dipping their toes back in was like, hey, let's just do the song for this soundtrack and then they're like we like working together again and kind of was like well let's just record something there's something that i have and i would like you guys on it for my album and then yeah so who knows we don't know what they have planned they were so tight-lipped about it before august that yeah they sat on that for over six months not even hinting that there was anything. Now we're getting hints of, yeah, there's stuff coming. We're doing stuff. We're dabbling with stuff. This is hopefully just the beginning. So any negativity that exists right now, we just need to be patient. See what's coming. Let Justin have the album, his tour, and then see what happens from there. Give it a year because 2025 will be 30 years from when they started the band. So there's still plenty of time for anything with that to come, whether it's just what, again, we don't know whether they have enough for a new album or do just a single just to put it out there. We don't know, but negativity is not going to help. There's been a lot of that over the years, and I feel like that's part of why it's taken them this long to get to this point is because there's been a lot of blaming, a lot of negativity, and it's just kind of left a sour taste in their mouths. And now that they're getting some positive response from the fans and things, it's making them want to go do it. So the more positive we can be, I feel like the better it's going to be for the chances of some kind of reunion, whatever that looks like, however they choose to do it. I feel like it's going to be we want to do something for our original fans and we want to thank the people that are supporting us that are newer fans. And we need to be positive in how we're showing our support instead of trying to tear each other down, tear members of the band down, because those are their brothers. If you're attacking one of them, it feels like you're attacking all of them to them. Think about your best friend. If someone's like, oh, I, lo I love you guys, but I don't like one of your friends. Be like, well, that's your problem. So whatever. That that's, yeah, you wouldn't want someone saying bad things about your best friend that don't even know them. So yeah, just want to try and put some light on that as far as just really making sure that we're not being negative. And number one, it makes us look bad and unappreciative of everything that they have been doing this last year. So yeah, again, 
might get in trouble for saying this and I don't care because I know there are other people that feel the same way and don't have the same platform as I do. So I'm going to use my platform. So let's try and keep everything positive and use that to steer into a reunion instead of negativity and kind of push away anything. So just my two cents. And now we'll get into a very special I Want You Back of the Celebrity Tour. So today marks the 22nd anniversary of when the Celebrity Tour began. So I wanted to take a look at that. It was officially sponsored by Chili's and, of course, following their Baby Back Rip commercial. Because yes, yes. So some things that are worth noting, having flipped through the tour book number one the ad for america online at the back like that's how you knew yes (laughs) that that's that's telling for the time there's also a fu mansquito ad some the exact same one that was in the pop odyssey tour book and looking at the tour credits this tour was where they first started working with marty kadelka so yay welcome to the show And it's been a wild ride ever since. So they started working with Marty at some point during this. So he's mentioned, but I'm not sure how how much of his choreography they used. Wade is mentioned as one of the choreographers, but so was Darren, as well as Tony Michaels, Rosario McCoy, and Jamal Sims. So they'd yeah, Marty was kind of the head choreographer as far as putting everything together. And then there were also those four, those five that were working with them as well to piece everything together. So, yes, just wanting to read. So for opening act was Genuine, which, yes, I was nine. I was still 18. I wasn't even 19 yet. I had no idea what Pony was about. <laughs> Just gonna say that now. I was still that young and naive that I had no idea what it meant. No idea. And I was like, okay, cool. Like P. Diddy was on tour with them, as well as Smash Mouth. Now, what's interesting is Smash Mouth is from San Jose, and they were not there for the San Jose date. So, like, well, eh, whatever, I guess. So, it officially started on March 3rd, 2002 in Portland, Oregon, before moving on to Tacoma. So, they went north and then came back down south to do shows in Oakland, Sacramento, San Jose, before moving on down to Southern California and moving on. So, yes. So, my show was was only the fifth show on the tour, which is similar to my show for Justin's tour. I'm one of the first five shows, so I'm a little nervous on how that's going to go as far as what information we get from even the first two shows. So, yes. And according to Wikipedia, it was reminding us before the tour began, NSYNC released the third single, girlfriend and performed at the 2002 winter olympics a mere like week and a half earlier on february 23rd so in the midst of all of their practicing for the tour they also did a little show at 
the Olympics. So next week, I'm going to do kind of a rundown of the show itself, because there is a DVD with two different fan recordings of the San Jose show, which was on March 8th. So want to kind of celebrate that anniversary of my show and give a rundown for that. NSYNCDVD.com has it for purchase. So that is where I got it from. Most of the other ones are either Miami or San Diego, I think, or maybe I'm getting those mixed up with Pop Odyssey. I know I have those ones too because I have the full collection from NSYNC DVD, but once I saw that there were ones from San Jose, I was like, I'm going to watch this one <laughs> because it means something. You can't see me in there because I'm up. I was <laughs> I was watching it yesterday and my daughter comes in at 6.30 and she's like, Mommy, I want to watch, but where's the sound? I'm like, well, because I'm listening on my headphones. And I'm like, Mommy was there. She's like, where are you? I'm like, you, you can't see me. Like, there's thousands of people. Like, so, yeah, she she was like, whatever. Whatever, Mom. Sure you were there. Sure. So, originally, they wanted to be in theaters and be, like, way stripped down. But because of the demand, they went to arenas. So, it was still big, but without being stadium big and all the spectacle, they kind of brought everything back to their roots and did changed up or stripped down versions of their songs as well as other songs. But for the main part of the episode today, I want to read the first page that's inside the tour booklet, which is a biography. So I want to read that and kind of glean stuff from that as we go. So let's start. If it weren't true, someone would surely invent this story. Five handsome, charming, and talented young men from all over America, each with a passion for singing and a dream of stardom, come to Orlando, Florida. Soon after individual professional breaks, they form a vocal quintet. They take a name utilizing the last letter of each of their first names to signify the perfect unity of their harmonies. Less than a year later, the group cuts an album, which becomes a monster hit in Germany and then all over Europe. The album is released in the U.S. and almost overnight, the group attains staggering worldwide success and fame. This is the incredibly true story of NSYNC. That just... What are the odds? Like, there are so many groups, so many bands that want what they got. I have a friend who's been in five different bands, recorded their own stuff trying to get a label and just never make it. But somehow our five guys were able to beat those odds. The timing, just everything happened in a way that they were able to make it compared to others that didn't. So yeah, the incredibly true story of NSYNC. Their self-titled debut in 1998 sold over 10 million copies with four number one hits. I want you back, tearing up my heart, God must have spent a little more time on you, and drive myself crazy. Fans ate up their holiday album, Home for Christmas. The follow-up, No Strings Attached, broke records and sold 2.4 million albums in its first week. Bye Bye Bye, It's Gonna Be Me, and This I Promise You instantaneously became pop classics. The accompanying tour sold out arenas and stadiums. If the stadium dates on the sold-out NSYNC 2001 Pop Odyssey tour or the infectious anthem pop and its amazing video still don't convince you, then you simply don't want to admit the true artistry. Yes, this, this, this. They were groundbreaking in everything that they did. With each album and each live performance, NSYNC just gets better and better. Their latest offering, Celebrity, is a collection of great pure dance music that's made especially with their fans in mind. Just like No Strings Attached and following in the tradition of Michael Jackson and the Beatles, Celebrity is a concept album. I don't think I realized that until just now. You're like, wait, is it? 
Really? We chose the title celebrity because the term is a misconception of what people really are, says Justin. The ability to never take themselves seriously has always been the group's most endearing quality. Yes, yes, yes. Celebrity pokes fun at their legendary status in pop music. Just check out the album cover and even addresses some of the issues that accompany fame. Even more impressive than their social commentary is the increased songwriting and production from the group's members. JC, who also contributed to No Strings Attached, co-wrote four songs and co-produced three. Our records are just about having good energy, having fun. That's why we even did a two-step record like Up Against the Wall, says JC. Celebrity also introduces Justin as a songwriter and producer. So... No strings attached. He was just a songwriter. This time he's also producer. So I think that's the clarification as far as White says introduces as a songwriter and producer. He co-wrote seven tracks and co-produced five on the new album, most with NSYNC's choreographer mm, Wade J. Robson. Believing they would be a great team, Justin approached Wade about collaborating musically. We got together right after the last tour and wrote for a week. That's it. And came up with pop, celebrity, see right through you, and gone. It's crazy. We've got a chemistry that's second to none, Justin says. I'm not even going to go with the oh, with the opportunity of what else I could say there. Just, yes. <laughs> with so many songs on celebrity with Justin Stamp, fans will get to see a new side of the charismatic singer. If you write the things that you perform, you're putting your heart out there for everybody to either hold and nurture or throw to the ground and step on it, he says. Yes, we've seen a lot of the latter over the last 20 odd years. However, he need not worry. If there was any album that fully communicated the NSYNC sound, this is it. It's great to hear everybody developing musically. We're all going down the same road, and it's cool to see what they've picked up, says Chris. The other guys in the group are also learning their way around the studio, and eventually they too will help define the NSYNC sound on upcoming projects. <sighs> what could have been? But hopefully, what's coming ahead. We enjoy all music. Rock, R&B, hip-hop, blues, country, show tunes, etc. We've always had very musical ears, even though people say whatever about us. But we know music and how it's structured, Chris says. We know how we are vocally, and when we go into the studio, we use what we know to make our sound different. Celebrity is a unique collection of amazing pop songs that will undoubtedly reach a wide range of audiences. The mesmerizing ballad Gone. Justin beatboxes the beat. Does he? What? That, maybe because I skip over it. I admit it. I, I skip over it when it when it comes on. But what? Okay, now I need to listen to that. Um, the playful The Game Is Over with its sample from the Pac-Man video game and the dreamy up-tempo lullaby girlfriend. Wait, what? Up-tempo lullaby? What the hell? No. What? what? Or just a few of the album's standout cuts. Other producers on Celebrity include Rodney Jerkins, The Neptunes, Brian McKnight, and Sweden's Chiron Studios team Max Martin and Rami. We've already established our sound and coined the term dirty pop, but you really can't classify our music. It's a great mixture of a lot of different genres that include the group's diverse tastes, says Lance. Our formula has always been about five people coming together to brainstorm, Joey says. Each person adds their own flavor, and the combination is what defines NSYNC. And yeah, I feel like that still holds true today. Like they're all still, I mean, none of them are sitting back and just enjoying it. Like they're all still doing stuff in the entertainment industry. And it could just be really easy for them to just be like, nope, I'm really done with the spotlight and just have regular jobs and 
kind of never be seen or heard from again. As much as we joke about JC living in his hole, he's still writing, producing, singing on other artists' stuff. But this is something that they love. It was clear then, it's still clear now, and we just have to have hope and wait for whatever comes next. And so yeah, I feel like this is a really good run of the group's history and and I'll go into a little bit more of this next week as far as the tour like the show itself but it feels almost like their first tour in a way they aren't trying to get discovered anymore it's how can we have our fans take a journey with us when they know all of our songs so we're gonna change things up a bit and give them more of what they're not expecting but also stuff that you can expect from an insane concert expect the harmonies expect dancing but it's going to be packaged a little differently and so i will go into more of that for next week as far as specifics and songs and things like that so yeah i i thought that that was an interesting thing to read there's not a lot else in the tour book besides i mean there's the pictures of each of the guys and then there is something that's a little confusing as far as it gives some of the songs but it doesn't give all of the in-sync songs that are on the track listing um because it has bye 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 gone celebrity it's gonna be me girlfriend tell me tell me no strings attached and pop but we know that they started with do your thing they also did god must have spent and a couple other songs so i'm not entirely sure that's and that's definitely not in the order that they were in so i'm not sure what was necessarily going on with that and even with so it's weird the pictures that are in there for gone are pictures from the well they're all pictures from the pop odyssey tour which i guess which makes sense because they hadn't done the celebrity tour yet but you would think that they could have done stuff with dress rehearsal they could have done a dress rehearsal just to get pictures to put in the tour book honestly that's what i would have done been like well let's not use pictures from last tour for this tour but i don't know <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. but yeah this was this was a very short tour it started march 3rd 2002 and ended april 28th they only did 36 shows made just over 33 million dollars and i think it was kind of a perfect summary of their career that far that but they kind of started off with, we're going to focus on the music, then focusing on, okay, we're doing each album, but also focusing on, so you're getting the album and you're getting a show, where now it's more of, we're going to focus on the vocals again. Yes, you're still getting a show, but it's more stripped down. Before the first tour, it was, we don't have money. We don't have a budget to go big. So you're getting the best that we can give you with what we have available what we can afford to do this tour was we have the money but we want to give you something that's stripped down something that's just us kind of as a as the goodbye that we didn't know was coming so yes and then looking through the wikipedia page i did forget earlier that tony luca was a opening act for select dates and very sad that he was not ours genuine was the only opening act for the first eight shows so tony luca wasn't there until he started in phoenix and was there through april 18th his last show was in philadelphia and then p diddy and smash mouth were kind of interspersed the rest of that so yes 
that's a look at the tour in general. And so stay tuned next week for a look at the show itself, the concert, the set list, and things that they did. So yeah, if you are listening and would like to be part of that as far as things that you remember or things that you want to talk about that give a little bit of insight, then feel free. You know how to reach me. So yeah, Instagram, ready to fall podcast, send me a DM. Yeah. Sorry, this is so short, but again, like it's just me this week. So it's a little bit shorter, but hopefully next week we'll give a little bit more meat. I just didn't want to rush through trying to put all of that together as far as everything for the tour, the show part. So yeah. So until next time, friends. Bye, bye, bye.